0: Thanks for joining us for today's message. We want to encourage you to visit mbcocala.com if you have a story to share about how God is working in your life or if you'd like to support this ministry financially. Today, we're hearing a message from our series entitled Better. During this teaching, we're learning that God wants life to be better for all of us, and we're also learning how we can live life to the fullest. Come on, let's thank the Lord this morning. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Aren't you grateful this morning? Hey, we've got plenty of things to be upset about and, you know, confused about, but we've got a whole lot more to rejoice about this morning and to have hope in this morning. Let's lift our hands to the Lord. That's not weird at all. The Bible says lift up hands in the sanctuary and bless the Lord. Lord, we bless you this morning. We thank you, Lord, that you know every one of us, that you've ordered our steps, that you brought us here today. And I just believe with all my heart that you have something for every single person today. And those that are hurting this morning, those that are dealing with some things this morning, those are feeling kind of heavy this morning in their hearts, those that feel so close to you this morning, I just pray for every one of us. The Lord, that you would just speak to us in such a way and breathe upon us and touch us and help us and encourage every one of us. Help me to deliver your word in the right way. And I pray that when all is said and done this morning, that you, Jesus, the Lord of our life, the head over all things to the church, that you would be pleased. And that these your people, every single one of them would be helped today. And we thank you now in Jesus name. Everybody said, amen. Amen. And amen. Help me welcome our internet audience, (laughs) would you? God bless you guys. So glad you're with us. Peace to your house. You may be seated. You may be seated. Well, we're glad you're all here. And... uh, Hey, last week I was in the internet audience. Uh, I was away at at school in uh, Springfield, Missouri, and um, I'm in seminary there, so three times a year I have to go out there and be there in classes, and uh, it was a great week, a busy week. uh, Had to pay attention every moment kind of week, but a great week. But last Sunday morning um, I watched online, and I tell you what, that Pastor Lee uh, did a (laughs) good job. Yeah, he did an awesome job. I don't know who his parents are, but they should be proud of that. And and my daughter-in-law, Katie, uh, Katie the Brave, just what a uh, beautiful, beautiful thing. Amen. God is so good, and the truth sets us free. And he who the son sets free is free Indeed. Amen. Hey, uh, let me talk to you about our building real quick. the Facelift is continuing, getting close to done. It's not just facelift. It's also, uh, after uh, 18, 19 years, some repairs as well. And so some of that's going on. So it's almost done being painted all the way around. And in case you're wondering and saying those green metal roofs do not match the rest, you are exactly right, and we're not done. And uh, so we look, we're kind of in the trashy phase right now, so it's kind of in between, so bear with us. The lawn's mode, okay? So, so enjoy that part. And uh, we're just weeks out from all of that being done. And here's the good news, and I just want to thank you. You already paid for it all, so thank you for, for doing all of that. Thank you. And uh, everything's continuing on as far as the redo of all of our next-gen rooms, and all of that should be done by mid to, to late August. And so our Step Forward campaign, I just I just can't thank you enough. I was with pastors and ministry leaders this week from all over the place. And uh, just to be able to hear their hearts and share stories, I just feel so blessed that uh, you guys are awesome. And I just want to let you know that. So so I, I watched from school, and then uh, I went to a, another church in town. I watched First Service. I was in the Internet audience. I'm laughing, I'm worshiping, I'm crying, you know. And, and then I... Went to uh, James River Church in Springfield. Great church out there. And I was all by myself, which was just super weird. So I went to the Cracker Barrel, you know. So so anyway. All right. Well, let's get into the word today. Amen? Amen. And our series is called Better. Let's start in uh, John chapter 10, verse 10. And the thief, Jesus is speaking. He says, the thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. I, Jesus, have come that they, that's you, say that's me, that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. Look at it in the message paraphrase. A thief is only there to steal and kill and destroy. I came so they may have real and eternal life, not boring and religious life, but real and eternal life. Watch this. More and better. Everybody say it. More and better life than they ever dreamed of. And uh, this is where we're getting the idea of better. Now, the bottom line, though, let's go over to Isaiah chapter 55. Uh, And again, it's the Lord, says the Lord, for my thoughts, now go with me on this, for my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. Watch this now. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, and we know that, and the heavens here is not talking about heaven, heaven, it's talking about, you know, the, the stars and clouds and everything up that's up there, Uh, the Jetsons and things like that. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are, watch this, so are my ways higher, will you give me license here, better, my ways are better than your ways. How many of you, think about it a little bit, you don't want to rush to judgment on this, but how many of you know that God's ways are probably better than your ways, okay, and then let's move on here. And my thoughts than your thoughts. So it's implied, so let's insert it. My thoughts higher or better than your thoughts. How many of you know that God has some better thoughts than we do? How many of you know that God can think a little better than, than we? How many of you know that he might have some better solutions than what you and I could come up with today? Amen. That's absolute truth. And so better. And the first week of this, two weeks ago, I shared with you about better expectations that you know, stop dragging your tail and you know looking at your shoes all day, and realize that God has favor for you and blessing for you, and He wants to help you and, and He wants to light up your path. And I didn't promise, and nor did He, perfect life, but I just think we need to expect better than what you've been expecting. Yeah. Stop walking into every place and thinking people probably don't like me here. You know, you you need to get over yourself and realize you got the favor of God with you. Can't get an amen on that. And then last week, Lee talked about uh, having a better future. And then uh, let me take you where we're going here today. I believe that God does want better for us. But look at me for this. I also think that he wants better of us, he wants better from us. And so today, we're going to talk about do better. Do better. How many of you think we can do better? Now, before you get all cramped up on me on this one, um, this is not about perfection. It's not about legalism. It's not about works. It's not about putting more pressure on you. Listen, this whole thing is about grace. And, And I'm big on making sure that we don't confuse our who with our do. Okay? You're not, what you do is not who you are. And we confuse that and have to adjust that so, so, so often, okay? Y'all with me? And so, who are you? You're a child of God. You're forgiven. You're blessed. Your name is written down. And and he loves you. He's got good things for you. You are never alone. You're never without help. Our identity has to be found totally in that relationship with Jesus Christ. And it's not that, well, if I do these things and do these things, you do those things kind of as a byproduct of that. And there are things that God does want us to do. He wants us to participate and to cooperate um, with him. But like I said, to do better is not about works and pressure and legalism and all of that. This is all about grace. Let me say this about grace. Grace is not opposed to effort. Grace is opposed to earning. And some people have a mindset that, well, this world is not my home. I'm just passing through. And so I, you know, it doesn't really matter what I do because it's all by grace anyway. And I would say that you're reading your Bible a little crooked, okay? And so what you've got to realize is uh, you, you can't opt out and you can't try to spiritualize a lack of effort, a lack of excellence, a lack of discipline, a lack of consistency. I, l- hear me on this this we are ambassadors we're representatives of the kingdom of the living god and i think how we carry ourselves and what we do and what we put our hand to he even said that what you put your hand to do i'll bless it and so i think that we all can i think we can do better and the kingdom of god deserves excellence I'm waiting on y'all to catch up. I don't know what the deal is here. There's a little sound delay. I believe the kingdom of God deserves excellence. Uh, One of our core values, our staff and for the church, one of our core values is excellence. And so excellence, here's our definition. Excellence is manifest when you do your best, right? Best is only best until you can do better. And so that requires review. That requires some revision. That that requires that you pay attention to what you're doing. After a while, uh, you can do better on things. And I believe that God is calling us to do that. So to to say to somebody, do better, implies and suggests that they're doing something. They're already doing something, but we can do it on a higher level. A little little more excellence, a a little more energy, a little more quality. We can improve on doing that. Um, Do you remember as a kid... Um, I, I remember anyway, you go to the dentist and they'd, they'd uh, say, brush your teeth, and then you'd have to chew up this little red tablet, you know what I mean? and they, they'd call it c plaque or it's plaque disclosing tablets, and then you could find out how, what a bad job you did brushing, and it show you you could do better, I got, I got some pictures here to show you, so, and see, and you just think you're just doing so good, and uh, you can what? You, you can do better. And then when I was a kid, well, let me ask you this: Do y'all know what this means? Time out. Uh, it all, also can mean technical, but um, time out. When I was a kid, they had not yet invented time out. They had other. They had other means. So, what what is this all about? You know, it's like time out. I want you to go think about what you did because you need to do better, okay? And then sometimes in the sports world, you know, we want to gather the huddle together, get the whole team together. They already know the stuff. This is a matter, you know, hey, let's regroup. Let's let's get together on this. We can do better. And probably the best picture of this would be uh, a baseball pitcher and the coach comes out. And, you know, it's never good when the coach comes out. You know, and so that pitcher is thinking, oh man, you know, he's, is he going to pull me or is he just going to cheer me on? You know, and so rarely, well, let me just go ahead and say it. Never does the coach come out and say, time out and go out and go, you are awesome. <laughs> okay. That, that doesn't happen. So you can see the serious look on. You know, hopefully in this case, what he's saying is, all right, hey, man, just calm down a little bit. Think about what what you're doing. You got this. You can do better. And and that's kind of what we're doing today. I'm not going to teach you anything new really today. You're already doing these things. You already know these things. I just want to encourage all of us to do better. Can you say amen this morning? Look with me in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. And Paul writes, he says, now concerning brotherly love, which is, that's important. You have no need for anyone to write to you, for you yourselves have been taught by God to love one another. For that indeed is what you are doing, they're doing it, to all the brothers throughout Macedonia. But, everybody say but. But But we urge you brothers, watch this, you're already doing it, you know the stuff God taught you. But we urge you, brothers, to do this, help me out, more. more and more. Now let's just stop real quick and we'll dive into the Greek just a little bit here. These are two different words in the Greek for more and more. This one has to do with increasing or more, uh, quantity kind of thing. So keep on doing this, more and more. And this word implies more of the idea of better. So we want to urge you to do more and more. Better. Let's keep going. And to aspire to live quietly and to mind your own affairs and to work with your own hands as we instructed you. So that you may walk properly before outsiders and to be dependent on no one. And so Paul comes in he talks about something that you're, you're doing this. You're already doing this. But you, I want to urge you. You know the stuff. You're doing the stuff. But I want to urge you that you do it More. Keep on doing it, but also do it better. As a matter of fact, the message paraphrase puts it this way. Keep it up and get better and better at it. Keep it up and get better and better at it. Better suggests, again, that you're already doing something. You're, you're doing it. You know it. You're doing it. But we can improve upon this. And so this morning, I want to share some things with you. And again, I'm probably not going to teach you anything new uh, today. Um, hopefully, you'll learn a lot today, though. And but it's things that you already know, things that you're already doing. But I just feel that we need to do better. Everybody say do better. Yeah. And and as we do better on this, I'll tell you what, um, it's better all the way around. I want to encourage you that if you're not doing these things, then you better start doing these things. You have to be intentional about this. Be intentional. I believe that God pays attention to to your intentionality. When you're intentional about something, God pays special attention to that. When we just mindlessly do stuff or or whatever, I I, I think things disconnect in that way. But when we're very intentional about this, God pays attention to that in a special way. So I'm going to share with you about eight things real quick. And um, they all start with the same letter, which I hate. Uh, first pastor I worked for, everything, you know, started with alliteration, started with the same letter. And I, I thought, you know, one day if I'm ever a pastor, I'm never going to do that. But here we go. Here we go. So they're all going to start with the letter L here. Um, do better in how you, first of all, labor. Everybody say labor. It's how you work. It's how you do stuff. And, And listen, I already know this. You, you already know this. You're already doing these things. But I want to encourage you to do better in these. Ecclesiastes chapter 9 verse 10 says, whatever your hand finds to do, do it with your might. Whatever your hand finds to do, do it with your excuses. No, do it with your might. It's, it's some effort. It's focused. It's intentional. It's, it's wanting to do this, do this thing right. And so uh, all labor, the Bible says, all labor brings profit. All labor is going to cause something to be a little better. That's how increase is going to come into your life. And, and I think that whatever you put your hand to do, you need, you need to do it with your might. In the book of Proverbs, and I recommend you read a proverb every day. Today is what? The seventh? So you should be in Proverbs. Is today the seventh? Yes. Uh, read Proverbs 7, and there's wisdom for you every day that way. But the book of Proverbs is a book of contrast, largely, you know, and the, the, the righteous and the unrighteous and the wise and the foolish and the diligent and the lazy. And it never presents lazy in a, in a good term. It, lazy, is, lazy is bad, y'all. Lazy is bad. And lazy brings about bad results. Wait on me back there. Proverbs 18 says this, slack habits and sloppy work are as bad as vandalism. Other translations say it's brother to the destroyer. And so it's as bad as vandalism. It's, it's, it's a destructive when we are lazy in our life. So I, I just got three things on this real quick. Work hard. Everybody say work hard. Work, hard. work, happy, work happy, and do good work. do good work. I just think as believers, and don't and, and don't give anybody this. Well, I just don't like my job that much. Well, guess what? Get used to that job or one like it, till your attitude changes. Well, I wanted to be the president of what? Well, you know you're gonna have to. It takes a while to get there. And so what we have to do is work hard, work happy. Have you ever worked? hard but not happy you don't remember when you're a kid and your dad get out there and rake those leaves wash the car and you know you're doing it because you didn't want to get beat because they had not they had not invented time out (laughs) right you know so work hard work happy and do good work do quality work how many of you know we can do better in how we labor do better in how you lead Do better in how you lead. Uh, I think one of the biggest aspects of being a good leader is being a good example. In 1 Timothy chapter 4 verse 12, Paul tells young Timothy, let no one despise or look down upon you because of your youth. Now let me just insert this because this is kind of a for instance verse, a fill in the blank verse here. This is what Timothy was insecure about, his youth. So let's just make that a blank. And and for you, it can be whatever you're insecure about, you're a little uncertain about. Let no one despise or look down upon you because of your youth, for example, but be an example, okay? Be an example to the believers in word, in conduct, in love, in spirit, in faith, in purity. Let's make sure that in any any responsibility you have, y'all with me? Any responsibility you have, any place where you have any kind of influence, let's make sure that we're doing it where we're being an example. You know, as, as my kids have grown and gone out into the world, and they're doing things, I'm so proud of them all. And let me just insert this real quick. I was in Springfield, Missouri this last week. My daughter, oldest daughter, lives in Nashville. She works for a media group. Just to travel for them some. And she was, in, she was in Springfield this past week while I was there for like three days. So we got a couple meals together, which was just a, just a bonus, just a bonus. So it has nothing to do with the service, but, you know. Um, but, over, you know, over the years, all of them, as they've worked for different people, it's say, like, Dad, they do it this way and this or this. Or... And I've told them all this. I said, pay careful attention, take good notes, and remember one day when you're in charge what that feels like. And so if you lead in any way, lead the way that you'd like to be led, lead the way you'd like to be led. I think all of us with influence, leadership, anything that we have in our life, we can do better as we lead. Can I get an amen on that? Next one is do better when it comes to letting it go or forgiveness, forgiveness. It is impossible. Jesus said, is it impossible for offense to not come? Let me just put that in our terms for today. Uh, That means that most definitely guaranteed something's going to come along today. Someone's going to come along today to tick you off. And there are no days off on that. There'll be something or someone. It's impossible that offense has not come. My mental picture is this. There's a little bus that pulls up in front of your house every day and honks the horn. It's the offense bus. Come on, hop on. Er, er. You know, for you. Come on. And you know what? You need to decide. I'm, I'm... I mean, go out the door and do it. I'm, I'm not riding today. You know, because it's always going to come. There's always going to be something to upset you, to offend you. And you've just got to get yourself positioned. Get yourself ready. Everybody say ready. ready. Just ready yourself ahead of time. I'm not, I'm not going to get upset. I'm going to let it go today. I'm going to let it go. That especially comes with travel. And uh, Friday, I was traveling back and. Uh, had a delay. And, and the I don't know if the older I get or the world just gets more crazy or whatever, but travel is just, you know, that's not a thrill. All right. So it's what you've got to do though, and I'm thankful for it. And I just, on the days I have to travel, I just set myself, I am ready to let it go. Was anybody upset yet? No, but that, we'll see them in just a little bit, you know, I'm sure of it. So when I got to Atlanta, we had delays. And then uh, as they started to get ready for boarding everybody's just crowding up there you know and it's like oh come on you know lady rolled her thing over my foot and you know it's like yeah let it go let it go and then they go through the whole dog and pony show and now if you're in their rich and pretty and famous and important club diamond emerald and everything else if you come on this side under a special banner and on this little special rug if you will now come So so they go through. The rest of us in the cattle department, we're Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We're just awaiting, you know. And then they do the other clubs and the this and that and the the Pearl special people and you've got all of that. And then the rest of us. So then the rest of us are coming. And you just got to set your heart because some of them it's like, Dude, if I had $600 more, I'd, I'd walk your carpet too, you know? But uh, but it just, I don't know, it does weird things to people. And so that's all done. They've got the whole, the pageant is over. And now the cattle is moving down the chute. And we're all in there in the chute. And all of a sudden, this lady comes by. And I'd heard her already when we were waiting earlier on her phone, just so loud. You know, everything. And so she comes through with her little thing. She goes, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. And somebody said, what for? She goes, first class. I'm first class, first class. <laughs> Can I tell you in that moment? <laughs> things were rising up in me. But you know what? Let it go. There you go. Uh, what, whatever, I hope you fly the friendly skies, okay? <laughs> but just, you gotta let it go. And, and it, it, it's good that you're already cocked and loaded to do that early, okay? Just, I'm ready. Whoever upsets me, I'm just going to let it go. Because listen, folks, when you don't let it go, you get in an unforgiveness. That's all because of hurt. It's all because of pain. It's all because of disappointment. And The longer you stay in that, the longer you're going to have hurt and pain and disappointment. And we can't, we can't afford to stay hurt. Hurt people hurt people. Upset people upset people. And so we can do better. Everybody say do better. Yeah. And I'm spending a little more time on this one because I know y'all. And your wife calls the church every week. and, and No, I'm teaching. But we got, we've, got to, we've got to let it go. Really, it's the practice of this. You owe me nothing. So when first class special lady went, went by, I just in my heart, you, you owe me nothing. You owe me nothing. Oh, I thought of a lot of things. But you owe me nothing. My professor this last week, who was just exceptional, he said this, we've got to get to the place Where we begin blessing others before they are even done cursing us. Isn't that incredible? Well, we can do better. Let's do better in how we listen. Do better in how we listen. First of all, that we listen to God. Number one way to listen to God, through his word. Then through his spirit, through his ministers. He has a lot of different ways. I just think it's just best to just set yourself up. Lord, I want to hear you. I want to listen uh, in the morning, start out that way. God, speak to my heart. I want to hear from you. I'm listening. When you come to church, don't just come so you can, you know, hang out, do whatever. Um, but come ready. Lord, I want you to speak to my heart. I want to listen. Look in Proverbs 1, verse 33. It says, but whoever, oh, come on, y'all. Whoever, whoever listens to me, the Lord says, well, what's the, the trade out on this? We'll live in safety and we'll be at ease without fear of harm now how many of you if i covered up the first part of this and said how would you like to live in safety be at ease and without fear of harm how many of you would pay 70 dollars a week for that you know no it doesn't cost man it just costs this that you listen and this word listen in the hebrew means this to hear intelligently to give attention so that you might obey so it's like i'm listening so i'll know what to do I'm listening because what I find out I'm going to do. And if we'll listen to the Lord in that way, I'll tell you what, incredible results there, obviously. And then secondly, listen to others. Listen to others. Slow down. Put your stinking phone down. Let them talk. Don't interrupt them. Pay attention. Look at them. Give them value. Honor them. And you know what else? Try to learn from them. I think we all can do better as we listen. Next is this, we can do better as we linger. What do you mean by linger? I mean, slow down, I mean, be still, and I mean, get some rest. Rest is a good thing. Hey, we're coming up on summer and it's vacation time. If you get a vacation, look at me. If you get a vacation, take it and enjoy it and refresh. But if you're in town, look at me, if you're in town and it's church days, get your rear in here, okay? Okay, don't take the summer off from God in that way, okay? So that's important. We're gearing up. We never gear down. We're gearing up for the summer. We're doing a thing called uh, Summer Series, and we're putting that all over the place. We're going to have four incredible top drawer ministers come in and, and do four weeks in a row, not the next week, but starting the next week. Uh, Bernard Scott. I've known Bernard over 20 years. Incredible, powerful, joyful. You will not want to miss that. Lee Gilligan. Uh, you've heard of him. Uh, Ed Thunderberg, one of my dearest friends on this family, one of the executive pastors at Gateway Church will be here. And then Scott Williams. Uh, worked with Craig Rochelle for many years, and he's a uh, traveling minister and consultant all over the country. These are four incredible guys, and they're, they're going to be ministering. And so that's our summer series and so get here. and But while all of that's going on, guess what? I am, for the first time in 26 years, I'm going to take a whole month off all, all together. Thank you. I don't say this wrong, but um, I take this so serious and I work so hard and intently at this. And it's just time. And it's, it's, it's kind of like semi-sabbatical. Because, you know, part of it is that. But, you know, the part of it also is this. I want to do this for my wife. Because for 26 years, we can't do this on a Saturday because we can't do that on a Sunday because we can't do that on Monday because. And, you know, for 26 years, she's been so gracious and, and patient with all of that. And so I'm wanting to take just at least that amount of time to do it. Now, will you do me a, a sequoia-sized favor here too? See, it gets back to me sometimes. Well, if pastor's not going to be there, we're not going. (laughs) Well, if that's your attitude, first of all, you miss out. And the second thing, you ready for this? You you say you love me so much. Second thing is that puts incredible pressure on me. And so this is what I need. And we're going to pinky swear on this. We're going to line up and pinky swear (laughs) on this before we get out of here. That if you're in town, get here. And if you're out of town, get online and get here... Will you do that for me? That will help me to rest instead of us trying to kayak or something. Will you do that? And I'm telling you, this is going to be an incredible four-week uh, series on summer series. So, so do that, and that, that will help me to rest. And You make sure that you're resting as well. i got a couple other things real quick here. We can do better when it comes to love. Everybody say love. love. Romans 13.10 says this. Love does no harm. To a neighbor. That's somebody nearby. Love does no harm to them. Therefore, love is the fulfillment of the law. And we know this from the Bible. You're to love yourself. You're still out there. Love yourself. Love one another. Love your neighbor. And here's the one we don't like love your enemy. That means love some people that are pretty messed up. Love some people you cannot figure out. And the Bible says that if you only love the people that love you and only greet the people that greet you, what do you want, a bonus? You know, anybody can do that. He's saying, I want you to love, Jesus said, I don't want you to just love your neighbor. I don't want you to just love people that are just like you. I want you to love love people that even you would consider to be your enemy. And can I say this? Our world has never been as crazy as it is right now. And I also want to say this. I am not called, and I am not confused about this. I am not confused or or feel any pressure that every week I have to comment on the headlines. The Apostle Paul, the Lord Jesus himself, weren't constantly pointing at the culture. They were pointing to the way. And I'm just going to keep pointing you to the way. And I'll just go and tell you, there's some things that are flat, upside down, reversed, mixed up, screwed up, if I can say that, in, in in our world today. And if I can't say that, forgive me for saying that, but, but in our world today. And so what do we do? What do we do? Our job is to read the headlines and judge. No, it means that people I don't understand, things I don't understand, that I don't agree with, that I don't condone, I'm called to love them. I don't know their story. And I want you to be humble enough to think about this. If you knew somebody's story. You know, some people I look at and I don't understand what's going on now in their life. But I don't know their story. And maybe if I had to live their story, I might even be more messed up than they are now without Jesus. And see, everybody's wanting, I want it my way and I want to have it this way and we want to change that and do this and do that. But I'm going to tell you, you can have all the freedom and everything else in the world, but at the end of the day, those things do not fill. They won't give you the joy. They won't give you the peace. They won't give you the meaning that we really, really want. So what do we do? We've got to love people and build bridges to people and we've got to do a better job at loving. We're awesome at judging. We're awesome at coming up with our opinion and you know, this and that. And, you know, I'm not, I'm not even going to comment. There's so much in the news right now. So many headlines. So many things on People Magazine. And if that's your devotional, you need to cut it out, okay, and get, get you something different. But we are called to love. And I believe this. God will supply the love. And quickly, everybody's made in the likeness and the image of God. But the current condition of that image, it might be pretty distorted in some people. But look for the image of God. And we're just called to love. And God... God will supply the love. Now later this fall, and I'm working hard on it already, have already been working on it, there's some things we've got to talk about in our culture. There's there's a culture crash between the biblical truths that we hold and will hold forever and what our world is doing. And we as a church we've got to be informed how do we walk these things out in grace and in truth. Not isolate ourselves and judge the world. That's not our place. We're here to be salt and light. And so we're working. You pray, you pray that as we, as we kind of formulate, how do we approach these things? What do we say about it? How, so that the people of God can stand in the light and on the rock of God's word and yet still be relevant to reach the people around us that are actually just looking for freedom in life. Amen. Well, y'all get quiet on that. Two more real quick. We can do better... As we learn, learn, be a lifelong learner, grow in the grace and knowledge of God, increasing in the knowledge of God. When you learn, you grow, folks. And I, well, I'm retired. Well, keep growing, keep learning. You know, they say even if you just do crossword puzzles, it keeps part of your brain, the neuroplasticity of your brain, really going. And keep growing and learning so that you can be a resource for other people and you can be of greater value for the kingdom of God. We can do better as we learn. And then the last one, we can do better as we lean. What are you talking about lean? I'm talking about this, y'all. No, I'm, talk, I'm talking about mercy. It's about doing good to others. The New Testament picture for the word of mercy is that you would bend, that you would stoop, that you would reach, that you would extend. You would lean toward people. Don't walk past the wounded, you know, Let's look every day. Lord, is there some people I can help? Just be ready to do that. And, and you know what? When you help people, look at me for this. When you help people, there's almost an instantaneous reward on the inside because that's the heart of God. And what gets rewarded gets repeated. And so God, when you reach out and help people in all kinds of different ways, I'm telling you what, God will reward them. I think we can all do better as we lean. So all these things, you already know these things. You're already doing these things. But I think we can all do better on these things. Let's make sure that we're intentional about this. Let's make sure that we remind ourselves on these things. Let's realize that we're an ambassador for the kingdom of God. Don't opt out. Don't spiritualize that I don't have to try hard. I don't have to do good. I'm I'm doing enough on these things. Listen, we are ambassadors for the kingdom. and, And the ultimate purpose is that you would be blessed so that you can be a blessing and ultimately so that we can bring glory to God. So let me just make my vul- myself vulnerable before you this morning. I've thought about it. I've prayed about it. I know that I can do better on every one of these. I can do better on every one of these. How about you this morning? And I pray that you'll just be intentional and say, God, help me to do better on these things as I represent the kingdom of God. Did you get anything at all out of this this morning? Thank you, Lord.